Hello there, everybody. James Reese once again with the Cerebral Fit Podcast. This week's episode is Body Slams and Superpowers. And I think we just, let's just go ahead and get started. So here we go. Body Slams and Superpowers. I'd be lying to you if I said that I was not excited about this episode. I am. I'm truly... It's going to be a fun one. And I got to just let loose and just talk about it. Because I can go on for hours about this, but I'm going to try and condense it as best as I can. So here I go. Pro wrestling and comic books and I are pretty synonymous. For a lot of my friends and family out there, you know, who grew up with me in Hobbs, New Mexico, and got to know me here in Lubbock, you knew that that was those were two of my strongest hobbies and longest hobbies, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I guess you can throw video games in there, but these are the two of the main constants that have followed me throughout my life. Pro wrestling being the first one, of course, because I have been watching wrestling practically since the day I was born. My father was a, is a big pro wrestling fan, and so you know when I was born, I'd watch what he would watch, and uh, a lot of that, of course, was WWF, NWA, WCW wrestling back in the 1980s. And my first wrestling memory was WrestleMania three, which arguably is the biggest WrestleMania ever. It was headlined by Hulk Hogan versus Andre the Giant. Enough said. We know, for the most part, who those two names are. And when you're three years old, and that's the first wrestling memory that you can remember that it started with, that's not a bad memory to to start off with. It really isn't. And, you know, it was just so neat as a child watching all of that. And I had my WWF ring, too, that I had gotten, and just recreating all the matches with all my gi joes my wwf plastic uh wrestlers and just any toy i could find i would recreate the matches it would um, my imagination was just captivated by it which i think was the spark that really set me forth throughout the rest of my life in terms of being attracted to those type of things whether it's sci-fi action or good adventure story i just like that type of stuff i love adventure you know, anything that just piques my creativity and my imagination, chances are you're going to see me, you know, you're going to see me there wanting to do it. So, of course, you know, I mentioned some of the wrestlers of, you know, Hulk Hogan, obviously, back in the 1980s was so huge. He was, you know, you saw him on the TV. It was must see. You had to watch it. He was captivating, of course, the one and only Macho Man Randy Savage, who I think in my honest opinion has probably eclipsed Hulk Hogan in terms of his being the more beloved of the two. Uh, Roddy Piper, I had the pleasure of meeting him. Sweet dude, very nice. I met him in Hobbs at a wrestling show there. Um, he was just just so cool and gracious to the fans, which that was something that was good to see. You know, you're always having that fear of you know what if I meet him and they're just uh, they're jerk or something. That wasn't the case with Roddy Piper. Um, man, so many of the people from the 1980s that just like Jake the Snake Roberts. You know, you had a uh, Axel Jim Duggan, the Ultimate Warrior, you know, some good villains, and you know, Rick Rude, the Million Dollar Man, Million Dollar Man, the Big Boss Man, when he was a villain. And you know, I mentioned the word villain, you know, because pro wrestling to me is very much like a live action comic book. So of course, as I got older, I started to 
grow an interest in comic book characters. I knew who Spider-Man was. I knew who Batman was. I knew who Superman was. But that was it. Those were the only three that I knew. And so at the age of nine is when I first bought my first comic book. It was a Spider-Man annual, I think issue nine. I bought it from a place in Hobbs called Green Spray Comics. Uh, it's no longer there, but that was at the time was the only comic book store in Hobbs that sold them. So in a small city like that, you know, I was constantly there. Save my allowance, which was $5 a week at the time. I'd go and I'd buy my comics. And, you know, that was a hobby that I continued on for about three to four years until Greenspray, of course, closed down. So then at that point, I was no longer able to collect comics as I used to. However, pro wrestling was still very much a part of my life. Now, when I um, got about the age of 12 and 13, the WWF at the time was going through a product transition in terms of how they presented it so they became more edgier which was perfect timing for me because i was a teenager so the cartoony world that i grew up watching in the 1980s wasn't as appealing to me i as a viewer wanted something a bit more uh, just enticing i guess that's probably you know interesting so that's when you know you saw wrestlers like the undertaker rise to prominence and of course two of the biggest names to come out of that era, The Rock and Stone Cold Steve Austin. The Rock being my personal favorite, of course, and if you know me outside the podcast, you know that I'm a huge Dwayne The Rock Johnson fan. Stone Cold Steve Austin, big fan as well. I actually, my first pro wrestling t-shirt was a Stone Cold Steve Austin t-shirt. So, I, you know, just Monday nights back when I was in junior high, man, I mean, I look forward to Mondays. You know, everyone dreaded Mondays, still does, but I love Mondays, and I primarily blame pro wrestling for that because you had Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Nitro, which was the WCW show, the other uh, wrestling company at the time. So I loved me some Mondays. They were fun. And, you know, you just get so, it becomes a part of your life, you know, when you go to school, you start school off. At the end of the night, you got pro wrestling to go home and watch, and that's what I did as a teenager. And it, um, you know, it was cool back then because as a child, you know, when you're six, the age of six through ten, not too many pro wrestling fans out there, you know, you're, you're kind of made fun of for watching it. But when I was a teenager, it was a completely different story because pro wrestling just was going through its massive boom. And everyone, for the most part, was watching pro wrestling. So it was cool to talk about it, which for an angsty, shy, introverted teenager in Hobbs, New Mexico, that made it... Well, made life a little easier, school life a little easier. Of course, outside of that, I didn't care. But, you know, such is life, right? But um, my pro wrestling fandom continued on to high school, of course, which, you know, the attitude area, which a lot of the pundits out there was from, like, WrestleMania 14 till like, 17. So WrestleMania 17 happened when I was a sophomore yes a sophomore at Hobbs High and I still remember that one that Wrestlemania because it's, it's one of my favorites because of the music and just you know it was a it was headlined by Stone Cold Steve Austin versus The Rock which was fitting because you know your two biggest stars throughout those years headlining the last major event of that era now of course at the time we didn't think it was going to be that way but The Rock had gotten so popular that he was about to leave to go to Hollywood to make movies which of course he eventually did so, you know, as a fan, that just, when I look back at that era, 
you know, it's nearly, I mean, man, so long ago, even though it just felt like yesterday when I was watching that, when I was seeing the promos with the Limp Biscuit music playing in the background. I mean, I still listen to Limp, Biz- Limp Biscuit because of uh, pro wrestling. I, uh, a lot of the music that, you know, and I work out to a lot of pro wrestling music, I'm not going to lie. Um, there's just certain tunes that you get, you listen from, you know, wrestling that just stick with you and they just bump you up, you know. And it's, I got a pro wrestling playlist on my iPad, on my iPhone that I do listen to. So, bet you didn't know that about me. <laughs> it's a dork, it's a nerd thing to do, but I, I mean, in this day and age, I don't care. Back then, I didn't tell a soul. It's like, oh my God. But such is life. You grow up, you don't, you stop caring about that. So, you know, of course, as college came around, when I moved to Lubbock, um, Lubbock obviously had more stuff than Hobbs, including comic book stores. So that's when, well, actually, no, let me backtrack. When I was in high school, the Hastings there, um, they're now closed down. They started selling comic books. So I was able to get back into collecting comic books around the time I was in high school, specifically, if I remember right a senior so i started collecting spider-man comics again and a little bit more um, also avenger comics i got into the avengers i got into black panther i got a little into the x-men and i also started looking into more dc comics such as batman and superman so fast tracking a bit into college when i left to attend texas tech university there was a comic book store here in lubbock called star comics they're still around shout out to star comics here in lubbock texas they had a lot of good comics, so I still was able to collect from them and be a, still be a pro wrestling fan. But what was even cooler was that a lot of the WWE shows, which they started become, they changed their names to the WWE from the WWF, they came to Lubbock. So I was actually able to go watch a Raw a taping and a SmackDown taping and a lot of different house shows. So I was getting the best of both worlds. I mean, it was a, it was a very... Um, you know, my fandom was, was just only going up. Which, of course, you know, when I moved to Lubbock, that was when my fitness regimen changed because while I was still, when I left Hobbs, I was a 210 pounds overweight, just not in the best shape of my life. Mentally and physically, I just was, I was ready for something fresh and different. So when I moved over here, of course, you know, I changed that. I took back my health, went to the rec center, you know, just nerded out in the gym you know in many ways many many ways and i still remember when back then i didn't have an ipod this was about 2005 through 7 so there was no ipods yet so i was carrying around a big old cd player in my pocket it looked awkward as as all could be but i was listening to all types of music some of them wrestling influenced so of course you know <laughs> for those that knew me back and saw me in the gym and wondered what I was listening to, I was listening to some music from the pro wrestling. So pro wrestling themes and a lot of Limp Biscuit, And, you know, that music just pumped me up. It made, me, it made my workouts fun, but it just, man, that's, it just provided me with that, um, I guess, that extra edge that I needed back then to lose all that weight. So, as you can imagine, of course, I graduated from college, 
but continuing to do my thing, my fandom. As an adult, of course, it makes it easier when you have a full-time job to go out and collect your comic books and go to more wrestling shows. So, you know, that's been one of the cool things that I've been able to do for the past few years, just go to more wrestling shows and, you know, just enjoy that, enjoy it more as a fan, up close and personal, instead of just watching it on TV. And in regards to comic books, I guess I'll just concentrate on that for the next few moments, but you know what was really cool from high school and until present day is just the fact that they became movies now obviously you know like the first movie that really set it off that's not given enough credit for is blade uh the wesley snipes movie i felt was the true movie to really set off the comic book um craze came out before x-men it came out before spider-man and due to the success of Blade, that enabled the movie studios to say, hey, we got something here. Let's let's bring in the X-Men. Let's bring in Spider-Man. Now, obviously, of course, you had the Superman movies and the Batman movies, but those, um, those franchises just, you know, towards the end, just produced some bad movies. But Marvel picked up the ball and went with it. Obviously, the X-Men movies, with the exception, I feel, of, you know, The Last Stand and the Spider-Man movies, Spider-Man 3 to be, you know, they could have been better, but Spider-Man 2 was solid, Spider-Man 1 was solid, X-Men 1 and 2 was solid. Those movies, they were so big for me back then, they were, it was a big deal to watch that on the big screen instead of watching a cartoon or reading it off a comic book panel. So being able to go watch it in the theater now, you know, live and in, you know, on a big massive screen was really neat. And since it was become more, becoming more accepted into the mainstream, you would see, you know, you, I'd go to Barnes & Noble or Hastings and I'd read a lot of the uh, fitness magazines just to get new ideas. They didn't have the actors that were playing. Like Hugh Jackman was huge back, you know, um, huge part of that. So, of course, this muscle and fitness or whatever, say, Hugh Jackman's workout for Wolverine. So I'd sit down and read it because I'm thinking, heck, yeah, you know, I'd like to have some Wolverine-like arms. Who wouldn't? And that's when it was really neat to see it just become a part of the mainstream. That it was more, more than it was than I thought as a kid. And that there were more comic book fans out there than I realized and pro wrestling fans out there than I realized. So that really chipped away at my shyness and just being able to express and show that side of me in the gym and outside the gym. Which, you know, in this day and age... Um, I still think it's pretty awesome that we're able to do that. It's it's such an accepted part of the culture now. So, you know, I feel like a, it makes me feel a bit more of an OG wrestling fan, comic book fan. But that's fine. I mean, I like to get other people into it that are new to it and just tell them about it and how long I've been a fan of it. And, you know, my peakdom, I'd say, as a wrestling fan, of course, is when back in 2016, I actually attended my first WrestleMania in Arlington. I got a gift, a, a ticket as a Christmas gift from my family, which was awesome. And, I mean, there's, there's nothing like going to a WrestleMania. I don't know how to, man, whew, as you can tell right now, I'm still like, it's just indescribable. It, it feels, you know, you're at Jones AT&T Stadium, home of the Dallas Cowboys, you're 
with you're surrounded by over a hundred thousand people you're watching stone cold steve austin the rock triple h the undertaker you got john cena showing up you got all of these legend legendary wrestlers that you grew up watching on television right there in front of you i mean it was a dream come true um you know i also got to meet a lot of the wrestlers that week i got to meet Paige. um you know, she was uh, one of the top female stars in the past few years. She's now the general manager of SmackDown, but she was a sweetheart, very gracious to the fans. Um, just such a nice person just to meet and take a selfie with in a picture. I'll, I'll never forget that. And if Paige, if you are listening to this podcast, and if you are, thank you. But, uh, man. And, and then also, we'll be giving a shout-out to Paige right there, but also Warner Brothers, if you're listening, Maybe you are, maybe you aren't. I think Paige would be a fantastic Zantana. Now, for those that aren't familiar with the character of Zantana, she is a DC character. She is essentially a magician, and I think Paige would rock that role. She would bring an edge to it that would really just be so neat to see on the big screen or even on the small screen. You know, the DC and you know the DC universe is having a really good uh, luck with the Arrow, Arrow, the Flash, Legends of Tomorrow. They got Black Lightning now, Supergirl. You know, I really enjoy watching those shows, and I think having Zantana introduced onto those shows would be such a uh, it'd be a good direction to go in. But also having Paige, you know, play that that role would be awesome. Cody Rhodes, he's also gotten involved in Arrow. Stephen Amell, who is who plays the uh, you know Oliver Queen, aka the Green Arrow, he's uh, become essentially a part-time pro wrestler. They got an event along with uh, the Bullet Club. They're producing this massive, the biggest independent wrestling show ever, in my opinion, called All In, and you know it's it's that's something that um that in the past few years of pro wrestling that I've really, really liked is the fact that the comic book world and the pro wrestling world are becoming so intertwined. And I couldn't just be more ecstatic because, you know, you have these pro wrestlers who are my age or a little younger who grew up watching the same same stuff I did, reading the same comic books I did, and here they are living out their dream of being a pro wrestler. Now, have I ever thought about being a pro wrestler? Yes, I have. I mean, do I think I could do it? Yeah, of course, in my own you know ways, I think I could. Do I necessarily want to? Mm, my hesitance would suggest that would be a no. But it's really cool to see other individuals go out and live out those dreams. That's why I really love going to the local pro wrestling shows here around Lubbock. Uh, Rampage Pro Wrestling is one of them. They're real fam- family friendly, but they do produce some good shows. They have a lot of good wrestlers on there that do incorporate comic book elements into their characters. And they're, you know, they're great athletes as well. So shout out to Rampage Pro Wrestling who just had, they were a part, once again, showing the, the nexus of both comic books and pro wrestling. Here in Lubbock, they had a Hub City Comic Con. I was unable to attend because I quite honestly forgot. I've been really busy. But they had Booker T, uh, the five-time WCW champion, WWE Hall of Famer, one of the biggest pro wrestlers ever. He was there doing an appearance and signing uh, autographs. I mean, that's how intertwined it's becoming. Going back to Rampage Pro Wrestling, they had a bunch of wrestling matches go on over at the Comic-Con, which I wish I could have been there to see that, but, man, that's just going to show just how... The sky's the limit with these two, with these two entities. And 
I mean, I'm just so excited to see where it could go from here. Of course, you know, like The Rock, he's scheduled to play Black Adam in the DC extended movie universe, which we'll see if that happens. Uh, Dave Bautista, another pro wrestler, he's in the Guardians of the Galaxy. He plays Drax. He was also in the biggest movie ever, in my opinion, Avengers Affinity War. I mean, that's just going to show just how many of these wrestlers have options in going into comic books and how much comic books played a role in them going into wrestling and into their characters. So, I mean, it's just so exciting to see that as a fan and <laughs> as a fanboy, if you will. A calm fanboy. I'm not... I tend to... I feel I'm in that fanboy area where I don't get out of control with it. I don't want to stalk the wrestlers or anything like that. Um, I've had I've met my fair share of pro wrestlers, but when I meet them, I don't walk up to them with a bunch of merchandise in my hand asking to sign, to sign it. I don't want that. I just would like to shake their hand, say, "Hey, man, you know, man, lady, just you know, I appreciate what you do. Big fan of yours, and have a good day." You know, that's all I need is a good hearty handshake, maybe a picture, maybe, you know, uh, I have very few autographs. I prefer a handshake and a picture, honestly, because it's a story. You know, it's a story I can tell. Hey, I met Paige or hey, I met Christian. Hey, I met Big E, whatever, you know, that that to me is just um, the memory. That means more to me than just getting an autograph or having an action figure signed. So I tend to not be that type of fanboy. So... I guess in preparation for this episode, you know, when I was thinking more and more about it, I was like, man, there's just so much I could talk about. You know, I'm 20 minutes into it and, you know, there is a lot I can talk about. But in preparation for it, I suppose, uh, I know Netflix right now is showing Batman Begins in the Dark Knight, which crazy to think that the Dark Knight was released 10 years ago, even though it just felt like yesterday. Now, the Dark Knight, for the record, is my favorite movie ever. Um, I felt that it just was perfect in every aspect in terms of telling the story, the action, and just the performances by the actors. Batman Begins, though, I feel, I remember watching that and just seeing how cool it was to see the character of Batman, played by Christian Bell, who also was Bruce Wayne, build himself up to be that, to be the Batman. And the geek in me, the workout freak in me, really loved the scene where he you know he's the scenes i should say when he's working out when he's collecting his weapons when he's learning just all these different you know just techniques and and fighting styles and i guess i drew from that in my own personal you know way of just going at my own life you know when i was about when i graduated college of course undergrad my goal was to get into law enforcement and, you know, have a career with the Secret Service. Like, I crossed paths with the Secret Service when I was 18 years old, and they made a huge impression on me. I was like, man, I want to be that. I want to be one of those guys. So when you graduate college, you know, you do your thing. You try to, you know, start from the local level, being a local police officer or whatnot. You watch, you know, with someone like me who's into pro wrestling and comic books, you know, I watch and I watch these movies, these shows, and I can draw from it. Pro wrestling, I, I, I would research their workouts, their diets. You know, especially in this day and age with technology and the internet, they'll talk about it. You know, so I would draw from that. How do they work out? 
their conditioning. I mean, pro wrestlers are some of the most well-conditioned athletes in the world. Yes, well-conditioned athletes. They are world-class athletes. So why would I not want to be conditioned from them? I mean, you got Olympic gold medalist like a Kurt Angle, who's a pro wrestler, an Olympic gold medalist. That's not something to shy away from. That's a world-class athlete there who can probably do anything he wants. So, of course, I'm going to research what that individual did and learn from that. You know, you got like Ronda Rousey right now. She's an Olympian. She, I mean, I've researched how she works out, her conditioning levels, and the list can go on and on. So, you know, relating that back to me and my professional ambitions, you know, when you want to go into a profession that requires having a good sense of physical well-being and mental well-being while we're at it, you want to be top-notch. So when you're training in the gym, you know, you're training as hard as you can get and be. And so that was me. And I drew from these movies and I drew from pro wrestling to get me to where I was at. And, you know, specifically with the LPD one, Lubbock Police Department one, I remember just, man, just watching these movies as inspiration and knowing that, that I had to walk into these tryouts a bit better than the other person next to me to know more. It's advantageous to do so. It really, truly is. You know, I don't want to walk in into a situation not knowing the slightest bit. I want to know more. I want to have an idea, maybe even more than that. But um, as I mentioned a bit ago about Batman Begins, I was actually watching this a few days ago. And I, there was a scene in the movie, it's somewhat of a famous scene, but Bruce Wayne and a few lady friends go into a hotel to meet some friends and all that. And Bruce is playing the facade of being the billionaire playboy who doesn't care, doesn't have a clue. And his lady friends get a little, you know, rowdy and decide to go take a swim in the hotel fountain, whatever. So they ask Bruce Wayne to kindly leave. And then Bruce Wayne's like, aha, you know, I just bought this place. So, you know, he puts the check in the, the uh, I guess the front desk dude, whomever walks off and then he sees his old friend Rachel Doss who was played by the time by Katie Holmes and you know she doesn't see she sees through the facade that Bruce is playing on and she's somewhat disappointed in seeing Bruce act that way Bruce knows he can't fool Rachel and then he says this line that really just it struck out with me well I say it struck out but it stuck with me and it's simply three words I am more Yes, I am more. Now imagine, you know, you say that out loud, at least in my case, and makes a lot of sense to me. Because I am more than what I feel I am capable of. And so are you. All of us out there, we are more than what we, we think we are. And... You know, as I grew up, now that I look back in hindsight, watching pro wrestling, reading all these comic books, and I mean, there's a lot of lessons in comic books. I'm not just going to say that there's just these panels filled with, you know, you know, good coloring and just flamboyant characters. There's a story there. There are lessons there. And 
you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I did learn a lot of, of, of cool lessons reading these books. A lot of my own personal mantra came from reading comic books. And, you know, when you're watching it unfold on a movie like Batman Begins and when Bruce Wayne does say, I am more, that sticks with you. And you just, um, you go with it. You use that. You draw from it. You build yourself up. And that's why, you know, I still think as Batman Begins is almost one of the more perfect origin story movies out there to show how an individual builds himself to be something more than he is. And at this juncture in my life, that's where I'm at again. Going back to when I was 22, 23 years old, that's what my intent was. I am more than just this college student. I want to be part of something more than who I am. That's why it was so pivotal for me to go to the library, to do so much reading. Like, I remember when I went back to grad school to learn more new skills. I went, to, I went back to Texas Tech to study forensic sciences. One of the first books that I read was The Forensic Files of Batman by Doug Monch, I think. I'm, I'm sorry if I'm butchering your name, sir. But that book had a lot of critical information that I was able to use my first two weeks of grad school. I had an upper hand, if you will, in knowing the stuff. Of course, I did read the first two chapters of each. I took two classes at the time, Crime Scene Investigation and Serial Offenders. I had an upper hand, of course, but that book surprisingly was so accurate with the information that it was intertwining within the story. So that credits the author for actually doing the research and putting the right information down. So once again, that's where comic books came in and helped me out with that. But, um, you know, as I sit here recording this, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the unknown is a big part of, uh, it's a big part of life, let's face it. It truly is. It's something that we can, at one time or the other, puts fear in us, you know, fear of the unknown. And I have, you know, I certainly have a lot of unknown things to me uh, going on right now that I don't know what's going to happen. But what I am trying to do, I say try, I am doing is preparing for whatever could come with my clients, especially, you know, I've been really emphasizing with them this week when I'm in the gym, when I'm training them, that I am training them to not just being able to have a better energy level to do their daily things, to go out, to play with their kids, to go to work without feeling tired, to go, you know, whenever they go on vacation, whether it's to go to Europe or go climb Machu Picchu or something like that, I want them to be conditioned to be able to do that, to have the energy levels to do that. And that's something that I feel society takes so much for granted, you know. But I advocate that healthy lifestyle so you can do those daily activities, those vacations without feeling tired. However, you know, I want to add an edge to that because, you know, as evident with, you know, events that happened over the weekend, you have to be ready for anything. The unknown always arrives. 
it always arrives whether you try to I mean you want to be ready for it you know I've met a lot of people throughout my 33 years that try to avoid trouble as best as they can by you know not surrounding themselves with quote-unquote troublemakers or whatever but you know you're gonna find trouble or it's gonna find you it's a cliche saying but it's so true and when I was at the gym for you know since I've been training you know lifting weights was since I was 17 I mean that just stuck in the back of my mind but that was something that my father implemented into me my father's a former United States soldier so of course you know he passes down a lot of the wisdom that he learned while being in the military and in just life in general so that those lessons those parables that he taught me I incorporated into my fitness regimen as well which I am now incorporating into my training regimen but with clients I want my clients to be prepared for their daily activities but also the unknown in life because ultimately I feel that's just the best way to carry about it because I know that yeah we if we have a car we feel safe if we have a, a weapon we feel safe but more often than not we don't have those things and those moments as I can personally attest happen when you don't have your backup when it's just you and fortunate for me you know um <laughs> it's getting real now but i was conditioned enough to get out of those situations stay out of those situations you know in psychology they call it fight or flight and it's a popular theory Have there been times that I had to fight myself out of a situation? Yes. Have there been times when I've had to flee to fight another day? Yes. Now, have there been situations that I froze? Yes, I'm not going to lie. But the situations that I was able to get myself out of, I attribute to my mindset in, in just conditioning myself as best as possible to be ready for the unknown and i know that that sounds a bit paranoid almost a bit doomsday prepper ish which i'm not i don't have a bunker nor do i have a wall full of you know food or batteries or anything like that but it's just imperative and i still find it imperative that i still maintain that fitness mentality even now and it's one of the one of the reasons why I got into the fitness industry to show others to take control of their health their well-being but also to spread the message of listen life is funny but it is also unpredictable I want to help you get ready for that unpredictable unknown you know shadow that will spring up on you emphasis on will I know it's a bit of a dark turn but you know going back to the you know the original concept of this episode is just to show how that got me motivated you know comic books and, and pro wrestling if you will was uh, integral in me getting into this industry 
and how when it's all said and done, honestly, when the end game is is, is in full-blown swing, just how, you know, just uh, how they were just key variables in all of this. But, hmm. Man, that got went from really fun to a little, little deep and intense. But hey, this is this is what this podcast is for. You're hearing a side of me that I really don't get to talk about a lot. Um, it's therapeutic, I will say that. Uh, very therapeutic. But, and I'm sorry if I say a lot of filler words. I'm really trying to get better at that. <laughs> But needless to say, I think as the final for the final act of this episode, I just um, want to emphasize with everybody out there: just do what you can to keep on top of your game mentally and physically. You know, whether it's going for going to the gym, lifting some weights, going outside, walking your dog, going for a jog, going for a good run, hiking, uh, just dropping on the ground and doing push-ups. You know, making a good meal drinking more water instead of soda you know not buying the six pack there's a lot of ways that you can take control of your life from a mental aspect you know I know accountability at times can be a bit of a dirty word but got to take accountability for your decisions your actions owe up to it there's going to be obstacles that you face daily that you see coming and some that you won't see coming but just be ready to handle those i got a few on my plate right now that i'm that i'm thinking about that is you know stressing me out not gonna lie but i feel that i will handle them some way somehow i will find a way i will make a way and i just want you know, for everyone else that's listening to this, if you're going through the same thing, hey, we're all going through a lot of these things together, whether we realize it or not. So, nevertheless, I think this would be the time for the shout-outs. Um, I want to give a shout-out to a several podcasts, actually. Uh, one of them is the Baby Faces of Wrestling podcast. They're available on iTunes. Um, I came across them via Twitter. I don't know. Uh, I think they were retweeted or something. So I clicked on them and I, I listened to their first, first episode. I thought it was really neat. I think that it's it's a podcast uh, where two young wrestling fans and their father talk about their love for pro wrestling. And when I li- was listening to it, I was just really charmed by the way and their approach to it. And, I mean, it's lovely that in this day and age that you can do that, that you can share your fandom with other people out there and get to hang out with your dad that's awesome that's really awesome they're actually doing quite well right now they interviewed beth phoenix who's a wwe hall of famer they're you know diamond dallas page mick foley they're getting a lot of attention and love out there from the professional wrestling community and i hope it stays that way they're doing a great job i'm really looking forward to see how that podcast grows you know i know with school starting and all that they'll probably have to cut back on it (laughs) But school beckons. Got to take care of those responsibilities. So I'm looking forward to them. Give them a, you know, if you're into podcasts and want to listen to a bit, if you're a pro wrestling fan and want to listen to something, that will, you know, it's a bit heartwarming and involves pro wrestling, give the Baby Faces of Wrestling podcast a, give them a, ch- give them a shot. 
So, also, uh, the fellows are with the Sneaky Band Podcast, which is also powered by the Anchor app, which this podcast is powered by. They got some good episodes, you know, on the docket right now. I really enjoy listening to those fellas talk. They really do um, talk about some interesting stuff, you know, politics, religion, sports, you know, all that good stuff. Uh, fellas over at the anti-social media podcast they're on youtube they have a lot of really interesting stuff to talk you know culture pop culture anything and everything you know uh wow uh personal shout outs gotta give a shout out to my folks and family and Hobbs, my parents my mom and dad for supporting the podcast uh, I actually was able to help my mom out not too long ago with showing her some. They got a new gym over there. That was cool. I hope her regimen's going well. Uh, my sister Jamie, she's she's kicking butt. She'll continue to do so. So keep doing what you're doing, Jamie. My father, he's uh, turning into quite the cyclist over in Hobbs. So dad, doing those 22 miles, starting to make move. Make me look a little bad, <laughs> but keep up the good work. You know, his support for the podcast uh, will not be ignored. Uh, just a couple shout out to my folks here in Lubbock. You know, keep doing what you're doing. School years starting up with everybody officially, officially. So it's another year. Just start it off strong. Start off strong, finish strong. Uh, a few buddies on the outside, the Texas, New Mexico thing. Uh, shout out to Tyler over out in Georgia, who's doing some training of his own. He's a listener of the podcast. I appreciate his support. He's doing some good things over in Georgia. I won't, you know, detail what he's doing, but he knows what he's doing. So, good job for him. I got some my folks up in Seattle. Keep doing what you're doing up in the Pacific Northwest. As Kanye said when I saw him in concert up there, emphasize on the Northwest. <laughs> I saw what he did there when he said that. But, um, man, so many peeps out there to, to give a shout-out to. But, um, nevertheless, everyone, I hope everyone's having a, a good day. You know, I, uh, life is life. It can be stressful at times, but do your best to solve those problems. You see excuses in life to, that keep you from going out and achieving your dreams. Take aim at those excuses. Eliminate them. So, well, folks, I think that covers up this special episode of the Cerebral Fit Podcast. Um, I hope you, you know, I hope I did the, uh, the hype justice, I guess. <laughs> I really do, you know, in closing, as you know, going back to the subject, Ham, but, you know, I'm still going to be a big pro wrestling fan. I'm still going to be a huge comic book fan. I, I think it's, it's, it's such a glorious time to be both of those fans uh, of both those things. And I'm just looking forward to seeing what else I can, what, el- what, what other wrestling shows I'll go watch and what other comic book movies will come out, what other comic books I'll go out and collect and how much more I can draw from them. It's already helped me a lot in my uh, 33 years here. With the time I got left, I'm just anxious to see what else happens. So for Tara and Charlotte, who are now outside doing their own thing, the two co-hosts that you'll hear occasionally, uh, I'm James Reese. This is the Cerebral Fit Podcast, and I will see you all next week. Ruiz out.